This is the Dr. Tim Murphy Show, where you will learn how to tear down the mental barriers to success and health and build up a stronger you. In these podcasts, Dr. Tim Murphy offers you the tools for recovery and surviving and thriving after trauma. There is a pathway to healing, and he does this through faith and psychology. Dr. Tim Murphy, bringing healing to your heart, your mind, and your spirit. Trauma in our lives. Welcome. I was home for a break from college reading a book in the living room when I heard my dad's voice call my name. It struck me how weak his voice sounded, so different from the booming voice I was used to. Fearing something was wrong, I jumped up to find him lying on the bathroom floor, bleeding heavily where he had intentionally cut a vein in his arm. I immediately grabbed a towel and put pressure on his self-inflicted wound, then yelled for my sister to call an ambulance. I sat down on the floor, cradling him in my arms until the ambulance arrived. He was weeping quietly, and I kept saying, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. When the ambulance took him away, I recall feeling incredibly helpless, thinking it's the parents who are supposed to take care of kids, not the other way around. This scene was a source of haunting dreams that would awake me at night and distract me during the day. In the dreams, sometimes having endings where I arrived too late or could not stop the bleeding. To this day, I can recall that scene vividly, a flashbulb memory that evokes feelings of sadness, recalling the despair of what it was like to feel so, so powerless. Such is the stuff that trauma is made of. In this first podcast, I'm going to describe core principles of healing from trauma. In later ones, I'll cover what we do about it. Trauma is a life-threatening incident or overwhelming emotional crisis. The threat can be directly to you or you can be a witness to it. It can be a single intense event or prolonged stress lasting months or years. About 70% of American adults have encountered trauma at some time in their lives. That's almost 225 million people. Your name is likely on that list. Of that group, about 20% or 45 million people will develop temporary post-traumatic stress or suffer long-term post-traumatic stress disorder, also called PTSD, with all its crippling anxiety, nightmares, flashbacks, avoidance, and disability. By the way, we sometimes throw the word trauma around where it does not really apply. There are other things in life that are disappointments, but they are not trauma. Losing a championship game is not a trauma. Flunking an exam is not a trauma. Sometimes in our soft society, we can convince ourselves these are terrible tragedies. They may be painful, but they are not life-threatening and certainly not the end of the world. But there are three types of trauma. One, random and unavoidable. Two, secondary to some risk-taking. And three, self-inflicted by our own behavior. First, the unexpected. These are the sudden events totally outside of your control. You could be the victim of or a witness to an auto accident, homicide attempt, assault, natural disaster, kidnapping. Perhaps you or your child are diagnosed with a life-threatening illness. In all these cases, you are powerless to prevent. If there is any good news, it will be in the compassionate outreach of others. Their caring may ease, but not erase the pain. Even with support, we still feel alone amidst the unpredictability of life. Second, lifestyle choices of risk. The depth of trauma is no less painful for the second group, those who take risks that could lead to trauma. 
This includes soldiers who volunteered for service, hoping they would escape the horrors of war, but were later maimed in combat or saw friends blown apart. It includes the police officer who joined to keep the peace, but is assaulted, involved in a gunfight, or investigates gruesome murder scene. It is the firefighter carrying the burned infant out of the building, or the paramedic on the scene of body-mangling auto accidents. The worst day of our lives is every day for them. Many of these professions wanting to look strong may be reluctant to identify problems or ask for help, and like the unpredicted trauma, they still feel helpless and alone. Third, self-inflicted trauma. In this group, our own actions are responsible for our trauma. The felon in prison, the drug addict, the drunk driver who becomes disabled after a crash, the employee who stole from the company, or the unfaithful and failed marriage. Here, Compassion is very hard to get from outsiders. Others may pile on with resentment, condemnation, social media attacks, abandonment by friends, and estrangement by family. This alienation multiplies the trauma. Many of those with this first two type of trauma end up here as well. Blame and shame grow. Serving as your own prosecutor, judge, jury, and warden, you relentlessly punish yourself to a life sentence without mercy. You may feel unloved, and unforgiven. You may be crying out for some escape to rid you of the pain. You may be overcome with hopelessness. You may feel unloved and unforgiven. You may be crying out for some escape to rid you of the pain. Stop. It doesn't have to be that way. You have choices that will give you strength, courage, hope, and faith. You have the ability to come out of this in a way that makes you even better. Yes, better than you were before. You did not get to choose what happened to you, but you do get to choose your outcome. So, what will be your choice? Remember this, fractured is not forever. Hurt happens, but healing happens too when you work at it. You have a great deal of strength within you, even if you do not believe it yet. History is abundant with examples of ordinary people who encountered extraordinary hardships, but achieved incredible success. You are on that list of potential successes too. Now, what is post-traumatic stress disorder? Just because you experience trauma does not mean you will develop a severe reaction. Post-traumatic stress, or PTS, is the short-term impact of trauma affecting sleep, work, emotions, concentration, and social relationships. When the symptoms last longer and are more debilitating, it escalates to post-traumatic stress disorder with, one, intrusive memories or nightmares of the traumatic event triggering severe emotional distress, two, avoiding thinking, talking, or being around anything that reminds you of the traumatic event, three, changes in mood and thinking affecting memory, feeling detached in relationships and emotional numbing, and four, arousal symptoms such as being easily startled, always on guard, irritable, self-destructive behavior, and overwhelming guilt or shame. Where do people turn for relief? We seek relief from the symptoms of trauma in two major directions, the helpful and the harmful. Most people eventually return to normal functioning by talking with supportive family and friends and taking time off to heal, getting plenty of rest, and focusing on a goal of getting better. Talk therapy counseling can help either one-to-one or in groups. Faith-infused counseling has a higher rate of recovery for many. For those who struggle with putting their feelings into words, other methods include music, art, 
canine and equine therapies, outdoor challenges, and meditation. More technical neurotherapeutic approaches have recently emerged that also help, such as transcranial magnetic stimulation, hyperbaric oxygen, neurobiofeedback, and virtual reality desensitization. There is more to this topic of how counseling can work best, but I'll need to save those details for another episode. Among the harmful approaches is denial that any problem exists, or filling time with distraction, sex addiction, pornography, gambling, and dangerous risk-taking behaviors, such as high-speed driving on the highway and self-medicating drugs like alcohol, heroin, narcotics, marijuana, hallucinogens, etc. Some avoid social relationships. Others get involved in a cycle of reckless relationships fraught with abuse and victimization. Some bury themselves in work, but that doesn't bury the underlying problem. Some seek direct physical harm, like cutting, burning themselves so they can at least feel something again. Some have become so hypercritical of their own appearance, they develop eating disorders like extreme overeating or starvation with anorexia. Our nation's suicide rates continue to climb, especially among military veterans and first responders. In the last 20 years, more have died of drug overdoses and suicide in the United States than the total U.S. military combat deaths of all of our wars in the 20th and 21st century combined. Many of our 38,000 auto accident fatalities are intentional deaths of despair. Beginning your own journey. As we start this journey, there are important points you need to know. One, you are not alone. No matter what happened in the past or what struggles still surround you, no matter how alienated or lonely you feel, you are not alone. There are people who want to help. Friends may have abandoned you. That's okay. If they abandon you out of judgment or condemnation, they either are not true friends or perhaps they have their own personal problems to contend with. Sometimes the people who will help you the most start out as total strangers, offering amazing inspiration, support, and courage. Oh, another thing, when you find each other, you may actually try to push them away. You may say to yourself, I don't need anyone, or I'm not worthy to let others help me, or I get too anxious when I talk about this with others, or they don't really care. Please resist that temptation. Embrace humility. Let others help. And above all else, you will learn, if you do not already know, that God will never abandon you. Remember this, don't be afraid for I am with you, from Isaiah 41.10. Two, you are not the first, and you certainly will not be the last. Resist the arrogant temptation to tell yourself you are the only one in the history of the universe to ever face these problems, because you are certainly not. I like this verse from the book of Ecclesiastes. What has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. Someone out there has come pretty close to surviving the very thing that afflicts you now. Although no two experiences are exactly alike, there is comfort in knowing that others have lived similar experiences. Be open. Don't talk yourself out of listening to others because of a self-limiting belief that no one could ever possibly understand what you're going through. Others do understand, even if their understanding is not perfect. Three. You may not only survive, but you can thrive. You can be a victim because of your traumas and be crushed by that boulder of misery forever, or 
You can survive despite what happened to you and take care of yourself and your family. But there is an even greater opportunity that awaits. Your trauma can be the catalyst to become a far better version of yourself than you are right now. You can lift those crushing boulders off of you and chisel them and hammer them into a stronger, more powerful, smarter, more compassionate you. Embrace that possibility of triumph. Four, your sufferings do not own you. Chronic stress weakens us, but we become double victims when we convince ourselves stress is in control, saying, I am stressed is a world of difference from saying, I feel stress. Your stress does not own you. PTSD does not own you. You are not your diagnosis. How we label ourselves affects how we treat ourselves. If we label ourselves as weak, failed, unlovable, or sick, then guess what? We will mold ourselves into those labels. But if you call yourself strong and treat the challenges of life as opportunities to grow, you unlock your opportunity to thrive. Write your own label. Don't let it write you. Five, there are things you can do to give you power over your past sufferings. How we think about our past and our future can determine how we feel about ourselves right now. The past no longer exists except in our minds, and those memories can be distorted, amplified, diminished, or disappear, depending on how we interpret them. Our thoughts shape our perceptions of self-worth, relationships, and our future. You can learn how to take control of how you think and how you feel and how you act. Six, you can build resilience to prepare you for the best and worst of times. Resilience is the foundation of inner strength in preparation for the battles ahead. The experiences of today, both successes and failures, can teach you something. Just like heading to the gym can build up muscle strength, you will learn to construct resilience for the times when you will need it. Welcome. You are a warrior. Seven, you can fight back with remarkable resistance in the midst of trauma and stress well beyond what you thought you had in you. Resistance is the skill set you need in the fight. It is your armor. It is your weapons. You can increase your courage, endurance, patience, vigilance, and tenacity far greater than you thought you could do. And you can do it right now. And the better trained you are to fight back, the better your own recovery. By the way, even if your trauma occurred years ago, the battle you fight today is all those memories that continue to haunt you. That's why you need to gather your armor and weapons and get ready to fight back. Eight, you can and will recover. Recovery is what we do after the battle. There's a universe of hope waiting to be released into your life. I know recovery from trauma is difficult. Let me rephrase that. It can be very, very difficult, but it is not impossible. Be open to the possibility of success instead of dwelling on the anxieties of the past or worries of the future. You will learn how hope, guilt, and forgiveness heals. Nine, there is a renewal beyond recovery. Often I hear people describe their addiction battles or post-trauma life as remaining in a permanent state of recovery. Now, I understand why many must remain vigilant of their vulnerabilities to combat addiction. You can experience a renewal 
however, well beyond who and where you are now. You can take hold of your trauma, use it to be transformed with a clearer and more profound purpose to your life. That is your ultimate goal. You deserve a chance to change, to recover, and to live a renewed life. As our world is bombarded daily with tragedies and treachery, we need to focus on the possible, on the hope, on the healing, and the profound abilities of the human spirit that is in all of us, that is in you, even if right now it is just a very dim light. I'm telling you, it is there. It is there in you. And it's all around you. And you will learn to make that light glow brighter. You absolutely can. You know, I wish I knew all this years ago when my dad tried to take his own life. I wish I could have given him that message of hope. But now instead, I'm giving it to you. I'm Dr. Tim Murphy. Thank you for listening. If you have any comments or questions or suggestions for a future podcast, please send them to me through my website, drtimmurphy.com. You can find more information about trauma in my book, The Christ Cure, 10 Biblical Ways to Heal from Trauma, Tragedy, and PTSD. I look forward to speaking with you next time.